0: Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. God bless you guys. It's good to see you out again. This is uh, the last night of this series. Next Wednesday night at uh, 6.30 we'll be having a a praise and worship time, praying for special needs, and then we'll start a a new series uh, the Wednesday following that. let's open with a word of prayer and just believe God tonight. Uh, Lord, we come before you and thank you uh, for the power of your blood. Thank you for your inspiration, your revelation, uh, and for causing us to understand more fully the price that you paid for our whole life. Lord, thank you for that. We praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Just before we get started, uh, it's baseball season, which for a lot of people, that's that's very good. <clears throat> and so I've got a, a baseball season story just before we, yeah. So there are these two guys that they were uh, cl- very really close friends, and they bo- both loved baseball, and so they <clears throat> made an agreement, and they decided <clears throat> to, uh, that whichever one of them first died, that they would come back and let the other one know if there was baseball in heaven. <clears throat> and so the, the first one to die contacts his friend, and he says, the good news is there's baseball in heaven. The bad news is you're pitching Friday. <laughs> Come on, you can do that, that was all right, that was, that, that was better than some of them, come on. <laughs> Don't say that's a low bar, so come on. <laughs> so this tonight is the last of our series on the power of Jesus' blood, and we need to know all of what he did for us uh, through his sacrifice, and it was more than just the cross, Uh, there's so much of what he did as he suffered and died for us. And every place that Jesus spilled his blood has specific benefit for us. Last Wednesday night, we talked about the blood that was shed in the Garden of Gethsemane. And it it was uh, shed... Blood for our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And so tonight, I'm going to look at a number of areas, other areas where Jesus shed blood, and the impact it has on us when we believe. And I want to specify when we believe. Uh, I think that there are thing. There's so many areas in our Christian life that has been paid for by Jesus for us that we can have victory in if we'll just dare to believe. Amen. It's not just about working harder, doing better and all. It's, it really is. Jesus was asked one time, he said, what, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? And he said, this is the work of God that you believe That's right. on him whom the Father has sent. And so I want to encourage us tonight as we go through this, Uh, Many of you have have probably heard some of this before, and maybe all of it, but what we need to do is just make a a determination that we will apply these areas to our lives tonight. Plead the blood, right? Okay, so the first area where Jesus shed blood was in Gethsemane, then he shed blood when he was beaten in Matthew 26 and verse 67, it says, and they spat on his face and beat him and others struck him with the palms of their hands. In Isaiah 53 and verse five, this was a prophecy, uh that was spoken by Isaiah about what Jesus would do. And I'm cutting this in two parts and you'll see the, the second part of this prophecy. We'll talk about it in, in a little bit. But it says, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And what we're going to look at now is something that, that uh, many believers don't think about when considering the benefits of Jesus' blood. When Jesus was beaten, his body was bruised. Now, all of us here have experienced some bruises in our lives, right? Uh, A bruise is formed when blood vessels rupture beneath the, the surface of the skin. And so the Bible says that Jesus was bruised for our iniquities. And I want to spend a little bit of time on that word, iniquities. Iniquity, when it's used in the Bible, uh, it means more than just an act of sin. It's, it's, <clears throat> the meaning is more than just the lying, cheating, stealing, sleeping around, and all the other stuff uh, that we classify as sin. It's it go It's deeper. Iniquity literally means the word to make crooked or to bend, to deviate from the way. And so, Iniquity isn't as much about an act of sin as it is the nature of sin. In other words, it isn't just that I used to get drunk and high and all the other stuff that I did that was wrong. It was the motivation behind it or or what pushed me to do all that stuff that I used to do uh, before I got saved (laughs) that was not healthy and good and all that. Iniquity isn't just that we sin <clears throat> it's why we sin. The reason <clears throat> the human race sin and sins is because we're bent that way <clears throat> it's our bent it's our nature Amen. you're with me tonight <laughs> as as parents uh I can remember when my kids were little and they did stuff, you know, like when you, when your kid tells his or her first lie, you know, a parent can just go, oh, my gosh, little Johnny lied. Where did that come from? <laughs> well, I'll tell you where it came from. It came from their nature. <clears throat> and uh, it, it's not just you, you haven't failed as a parent it's you have if you just let them go on doing it, but without some kind of uh discipline, but it 's their nature they're bent that way. the human race is bent that way, and iniquity is the reason people do the bad things they do, knowing that they are destructive to themselves and to others. <clears throat> Jesus was bruised for our iniquities. His blood was shed to free us from the nature of sin. So he he didn't shed blood only just to bring forgiveness of sin. His blood was shed to free us from the nature of sin. That's really what we need. We we needed forgiveness for all of our sin, but we need help uh, on the motivation behind the sin, right? what pushes us to sin. <clears throat> I have a, a friend that was raised in an, an abusive home. Uh, his When he was growing up, his father uh, beat him, uh, and he grew up, this guy grew up to be a very angry man. And even after he'd given his life to Christ and become a Christian and enter into ministry, he uh, still had times where he would just <clears throat> had extreme burst of anger and that spilled over to his wife, to his children, and to other people. And he always felt uh, guilty about it, He'd always prayed for forgiveness, but there was a time in his life, and this was several decades ago, where he got a hold of this verse, Isaiah 53 and verse 5, he was bruised for our iniquities And he began to do some study and got really revelation from God that Jesus' blood was shed for this sin nature. And he began to understand a better revelation about the price that Jesus had paid for him. And he repented of that anger and asked for God to set him free. And he got not only forgiveness, but got set free from that explosive anger that that had spilled over to his family and others. And today, he has one of the strongest families that I know of. And so we can be freed from addictive and habitual destructive patterns in our lives because Jesus shed his blood. There's power in the blood. And again, Isaiah 53 and verse 5, he was bruised. For our iniquities. Now, there's a second area I want to talk about for a bit about uh, where we receive help from his being bruised, and that is in the areas where we have been injured deep inside us. He paid the price to release healing in us from those areas of hurt and pain that no one else may see or know about. And we need this. In Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, Jesus is just beginning his ministry, and he He quotes uh, this portion of Scripture, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised. And so Jesus was bruised uh, for the areas of life or people and things that have happened to us in the past that have bruised us, that have hurt us inside. Uh, The word bruised means crushed, Broken, shattered. Now, before I gave my life to Christ, I looked fairly. Nor- if if someone were to look at me, I looked. I I presented myself fairly normal to people, except that I was a long-haired hippie and all that. You know, but it, I, no one could look at me really and tell. The inner turmoil that was there, you know i did I, I put on uh, kind of a mask or a face uh, to present myself in front of my friends and other people. my family didn 't know all of what was going on inside, and I had had a a good upbringing and all but inside uh, I was one massive bruise, uh, crushed, broken, and shattered. Describes the way I felt inside, and it was uh, it was just the grace of God that led me uh, to a place to where I cried out to Him, and someone shared with me about Jesus and what He could do in my life. I got saved, and when I got saved, Jesus set me free. Amen. And that uh, that stuff, and and some of this was progressive. Went on, and God. Brought healing, but I mean the night that I got saved, there was so much that was released from the inside of me, He set at liberty, me, who was bruised, and so we we need to know that he knows us intimately, uh, he knows us better than anyone else knows us, and Jesus knows the areas where we have been bruised. Uh, uh there are those of us that have been through extreme things th- from childhood and then uh in our teenage years and stuff that that hurt us wounded us uh crushed us and so Jesus was bruised uh, for our bruises to heal us and so a lot of the stuff that's baggage from our our past life or the words that were spoken against us through our lives that bruised us, or uh the things that others did. Uh, other people may have literally, actually bruised us. And because of that, we we the the outward bruise may have healed, but there are inward scars and bruises that we can carry with us. And Jesus shed his blood. He was bruised. Uh, to bring healing to those deep areas in our life where we need healing. And so uh, there's power in the blood of Jesus. So I want to take a moment, and we're going to do this, we did this last week, and I want to do this in, in several sections. And I want to pray over us uh, and, and just believe God with us because I know that there are those here tonight that uh, carry things from the past that have bruised. Other people may have spoken words over you or injured you, hurt you, or just because of the uh, things from our past, we carry some baggage from there. And we just need the healing of Jesus Christ. And he paid the price. He was bruised for us. And so let's bow our heads tonight. And I want to lead you in a prayer and then pray over us tonight. Uh, If you'll just pray this out with me. Thank you, Jesus, for being bruised for my iniquities. I won't be controlled by destructive sins or habits any longer. You were bruised to free me from the pain of my past and the pain from wrongs committed against me. I believe you for this. Thank you for allowing yourself to be bruised for me so that my bruises could be healed. I praise you in your wonderful name, Jesus. Amen. And Lord, right now, I just agree with everyone that's here, and I know that there are those even listening online that, that carry some baggage from the past and scars and wounds. And I pray tonight, Lord, that your blood just be applied to every area of these lives, our lives tonight. Thank you, Lord, for paying a price so that we could be free. And I pray release in emotions, God. Uh, I thank you for the release from uh, maybe it's even anger that has gripped and been something that has uh, cropped up again and again or other areas, Lord thank you that you were bruised for our iniquities. You were bruised to heal us from those wounds uh, in our past, and we thank you. We praise you for it. We receive it tonight. Say tonight with me, I receive it, Jesus, in your wonderful name. Amen. Okay, then uh, next, Jesus was uh, whipped, and when he was whipped, blood was shed. In Mark chapter 15 and verse 15, it says, And so Pilate ordered Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip and then turned him over to the Roman soldiers to crucify him. As Jesus was whipped, blood was shed to fulfill the rest of Isaiah's prophecy from Isaiah 53 verse 5, and it says, By his stripes we are healed. And so tonight, Jesus paid the price for our healing by the stripes or the wounds that he bore on his back and throughout his body when he was whipped. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24 is quoting from Isaiah 53 verse 5, the fulfillment of that prophecy, and it says, by whose stripes you were healed. Isaiah says, by his stripes we are healed. And First Peter, Peter is writing under inspiration from the Holy Spirit, after Jesus has been whipped, uh, shed his blood, died, rose again, and he's speaking in fulfillment and now says, by whose stripes you were healed. Amen. And so this is really important because there's so much teaching that has been done about healing, and there are a lot of us that can carry uh, ideas about healing and God's will to heal that may be just because we have believed a certain way or because we have things we've wrestled with in our physical body for a period of time, and we can uh, kind of build a belief system around our experience— rather than what the Word of God says. And so I I always try to be very careful in talking about healing and the way I present it, because I never want to uh, try to uh, cause someone to feel guilty because of something uh, physically that they're going through in their body and add uh, guilt to somebody's affliction. God help us from that. Yes. And uh, I have, I've heard people say things in the past and, and things about healing, well, you're just not believing God enough or something. And sometimes that may be, it may be something where we need to apply more faith in. But there are a number of areas in healing that may just be a mystery to us, but we need to have a rock-solid faith and confidence in what Jesus came to do and accomplish for us and base our faith around His promise rather than maybe even what we are experiencing at the moment. Not maybe, always base it on the Word of God rather than what our experience may be. And so uh, I want to encourage us just to believe God for His will. Amen. Amen. Jesus shed blood through his stripes and through that forever settled the question about whether it's God's will to heal. He suffered so that we could be healed, and we ought to believe that it is his will to heal. In Mark chapter 1, verse 40 through 42, uh, you could read that portion of Scripture later, but there was a man who came to Jesus that had leprosy. This uh, was a, a, a horrible affliction where his body uh, was deteriorating and, and fa- literally falling apart. He comes to Jesus and he says, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus's response is something we need to remember in our own lives, and that is, I am willing. Amen. And this man was healed. Yeah. Something every one of us needs yeah. to hear when we are facing sickness, illness, any kind of physical malady, when we are in need of healing, we need to be able to hear Jesus' I am willing. Amen. And believe for that. The confidence that I have when I pray for those who are in need of healing isn't in my ability to heal. I have no natural ability. To heal, I do know the healer, and I dare to believe that by His stripes we are healed. Uh, when I am experiencing something in my body that's contrary or uh, to the to the Word of God, uh, a sickness or illness or something, uh, I have to continue to bring myself and and my body. Into alignment with God's word, and I'm going to listen. I am just going. I've decided that I'm going to believe Him uh, until I see the evidence for it. And so, if it's if and I've had things that I trusted God for uh, years for, and then saw healing from that. Uh, Thank God. Uh, I had. uh, I'll just share just something recently that happened. I had a. Uh, a mole or something on my uh, face that appeared, and uh, it was just kind of there. And so I was concerned about it, and I actually began to pray about it, but then also made an appointment, you know, to a dermatologist, just, uh, you know. Thank you. Uh, So I did. And so, but as, you know, the way things are now, you know, it's, it can be an advantage not being able to get in to see a doctor just the next day. And I'll, at least in this occasion, it was to my advantage. So I began to, to pray about it, and I, and I began to speak and said, God, I pray that you, this would just dry up by the root and go. And do you know within, uh, it, it was probably a couple of weeks, that thing completely went away. Amen. And so I was really glad for a couple of reasons. I didn't want to go to the dermatologist. And I didn't want to pay the dermatologist. And so I was really happy about that. And, and the just, the, you know how it is, with something that uh, troubles you uh, like that. You know, you you wonder what's, what the diagnosis is going to be. And so tonight if you have been diagnosed with something, I want to encourage you to trust uh, the Word of God and to be able to hear for yourself, Jesus' Word, I am willing. If you're willing, you can heal me. I am willing. And so, 1 Peter 2 verse 24 says, again, "...by whose stripes you were healed." Uh, I have, uh, some of you remember this story. I've told one of the most memorable healings we have had in our church happened, and this probably dates back uh, maybe 20 years ago. Uh, David Cece and his wife Carol were in our church and and they moved to California. He's working in California. They both are working in California now, living there. Uh, But uh, some uh, 20 more or more years ago, David came to church. He got saved, and he'd been in church for a good period of time. And this was before Harry Hills came to uh, be a pastor on staff here. He came for a revival meeting, and David had been diagnosed with stomach cancer. And they had done preparation. They were going to take out a good portion, like two-thirds of his stomach. They were going to cut his And he had x-rays before and all that. So he came to the revival service and got prayed for. And, you know, the Spirit of God touched him, brought complete healing. He went back. They did the, and I don't know if it was a CAT scan, x-ray, whatever. He had the evidence of the pictures before and after, and he was miraculously healed. Never had to have treatment. Never had to have surgery. It really was uh, an outstanding and dramatic healing. And I can tell you, if you were to see David Cece today, he has a really good stomach. Just leave it there and move on. He's a good friend of mine. If he hears this, he'll forgive me. Okay, but I want to, before we move along to the next area, I want to pray for you. Uh, for us and for those that are listening online for healing. I know, I don't have to ask for a show of hands. I know that there are those here that you're dealing with something in your body uh, uh, and you're concerned about. Some have maybe even gotten a bad report from a doctor or troubling report. It may be something that you have been dealing with for decades. And I want to encourage you tonight for us to believe together by his stripes We were healed and to believe for the evidence of that. And let's just pray together. Would you just pray this with me? Let's bow our heads and pray together and just repeat this out loud. Thank you, Jesus, for paying the price for my healing. I receive healing today and believe that by your stripes I was healed. I receive my healing in your wonderful name, Jesus. Amen. And now, Lord, we just do agree together uh, for everyone here that is dealing with something physically in their body. God, for those that may have gotten a diagnosis of something that's very troubling, God, healing applied to that area. Lord, I pray for those, there are those here that have a, a fear because of things that have uh, Been diagnosed and that have been experienced in their family before, something uh, that's hereditary that they are worried about. Tonight, God, we apply the blood on those areas. Uh, Thank you for healing virtue flowing, Lord, in whatever area it is, whatever pain to go, whatever growth may be there to go, whatever uh, uh, malady or infirmity or sickness to go. Thank you, Lord, for healing us of COVID-19, God. Thank you for protection and covering over our bodies, God. We thank you and praise you uh, for the release of your blood, and by your stripes, we were healed. We are healed. We thank you. We praise you for it in your wonderful name, Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. amen. Okay, and then also Jesus' blood was shed through the crown of thorns. This is going to be interesting for us. In Matthew 27, verse 29, it says, And they had twisted a crown of thorns. They put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews." Jesus suffered to redeem or to release us from the curse that came in the Garden of Eden. Now, uh, history lesson. Before Adam and Eve sinned, everything was perfect, and they were blessed. They had no sickness. They had no needs. Everything that they needed for a perfect existence was provided. It's pretty good, huh? They didn't have to worry about uh, having a good health care plan. They didn't have to worry about the stock market or utility bills or uh, the price of gas at the pump, any of that. I know it's predated a lot of that, but my point is, is that every one of their needs was met. They were blessed and secure. They didn't have to worry about anything. Now, somebody say, that's good. (laughs) When sin entered the garden, their perfect existence abruptly stopped. And God explained to Adam and Eve the consequences of their disobedience. And you can read about it, uh, the full portion in Genesis 3, verse 17 through 19 later. But it says in this portion of Scripture that the ground was cursed and brought up thorns And thistles. If you ever wondered about why in the world do we have weeds, that's uh, goes say thank you, Adam. Uh, Sickness and death weren't the only consequence of sin. The earth was cursed, and this curse produced a negative result. As a result of Adam and Eve's sin, the curse that was pronounced meant that man would have to work harder to earn a living. So Genesis 3, 17 and verse 19, I've kind of cut out some of these verses just to, to bring this, and you can read the full part later. But it says, this is God speaking, and he says, "'Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread.'" Till you return to the ground, and so the curse meant that their work would be much harder and produce less. Now I say that because before the curse, they still had a job to do. There was work to be done in the garden. In uh, Genesis two, verse fifteen, it says, "And the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden." to tend and keep it. And so this verse in verse 15 of of Genesis 2 was written uh, before Adam and Eve's fall. So God gave them a job to do, to tend and to keep the garden. Uh, Fruit had to be picked. Bananas had to be peeled. Uh, Corn had to be plucked. All of that kind of stuff. See, that would be planted all of this, uh, but before the curse, Adam, he never had to pull a weed. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, afterwards, <coughs> there were thorns and thistles, <clears throat> and he had more work to do. They, they had a job to do before, but it was, it was literally what you might call no sweat, And so after the curse, now in the sweat of your brow, et cetera, et cetera. So before the curse, they had a job to do. They had work to do, but it was less labor-intensive. The first consequence of the curse on the ground was what you might call sweaty work. More labor, less results. Now, something miraculous happened when the crown of thorns was placed on Jesus' head, by the curse, thorns and thistles, right? By the curse of thorns, Jesus' blood was shed, and by his blood, the curse was broken. Amen. All right? God made a way for us to prosper and to get ahead. Somebody says, help, help me, Jesus. In Third John and verse 2, It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. (laughs) Now, prosperity involves money. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. But it's more than just money. Philippians 4, verse 19 says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Prosperity is having our needs met, but it's also something more. Uh, we can we can have every one of our material needs met, and still not be prosperous. Yeah. There are lots of people who are very wealthy who are not prosperous. Uh, they are miserable. They have a, they may have accumulated a lot of wealth, but they are not what you would call prosperous. Because they're miserable in their wealth. And so prosperity is more than having our needs met, it's a spiritual matter. The word prosper that's used in the New Testament is from the Greek word, yudu. Yudu. And it means to grant a prosperous journey to be successful. Our life is a journey. And God has made a way for our journey to be successful. Now say again, thank you, thank you, Jesus. One of the best definitions of prosperity, and when I'm talking about, I'm talking about God's kind of prosperity that I've heard is having all of our needs met and the capacity to enjoy it. Right. See, we could, we could have everything, you know, never have to worry about paying bills, never have to worry about... Uh, the car breaking down, or all this other stuff. But if if we had that and we were still anxious, worried, afraid about what's going to happen in the future, that's not real prosperity. Uh, Prosperity is God meeting our needs and the capacity to enjoy it, having contentment in life. Uh, When the thorns pierced the brow of Jesus, blood flowed, And power was released to help us prosper or get ahead. Now, say, help me, Jesus. And this is just as true today as it was before all the stuff happened with COVID-19, the effects of that, uh, the uh, gas prices spiking and all of that. You and I need to trust his blood shed for our finances and everything we need to live life. Amen. Now, we are living in, a, uh, in a, an uncertain time as far as things in the world are going. Uh, and I don't have to spend time elaborating on that. All of us know that's true. There's a, there, are, uh, there is a reason uh, for concern in a lot of people but I want to encourage us, there is even a greater reason for us to put our dependence on and in God and to trust Him to meet our needs daily. And I was thinking, you know, it wasn't that long ago when I went to the gas pump and I filled it up and it wasn't that great a, I mean, I didn't think about it that much. I just, when when it got started going down and now Thankfully, that's, you know, I have been, there have been times where I would go to the gas pump, and I'd, it was five bucks, you know, it's going to have to get me where I'm going. But it's been a while since I've, uh, you know, been there. And so I just go and fill up the tank and it'd be full and I'd look at it and go, well, that's what it costs. And, but I'm telling you, more recently, when I've filled up, I've, I've filled up, we have two different cars. I filled up both cars in the last month, and I thought, wow, man, that, that's like obscene. And so, anyway, it, it got my attention. And I think all of it, and so there's also, there's a lot of talk. We've had some shortages in the past, and Cindy and I have made preparation, if, if you need a roll of toilet paper, you, you you we've got plenty. I may regret putting that out like that. <laughs> Hopefully not. But anyway, we we made some, you know we bought we have bought some stuff. We we just she did a, a Walmart pickup. I did it yesterday, and we we got some soup too. So if you need a can kind of soup, we got we got a bunch. Anyway. <clears throat> the reason why we have stocked up on some toilet paper and some soup and stuff like that is because uh, we, there's been word that there may be some shortages in, in the future. So we made a little bit, I'm, you know. And so anyway, you guys live in the same world that I do and we, some of the news is a cause of some concern. That's my point. You, yeah. you got that point. And you have filled up your tank and, or put five bucks in. And you thought, wow, that five bucks gave me a gallon. Thank you. You know, and that. So we are probably, my point in that is we are maybe more concerned about our daily needs right now than we may have been in some time. And we need to understand that Jesus is concerned About our daily needs. And this is why, when he taught the disciples how to pray, he said this in Luke chapter 11, verse 2 and 3. So he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, give us day by day our daily bread. And so God cares about our daily needs. You may be here tonight and and are are in need and uh, financial need. You need to know, we need to know that He is concerned about our daily needs, and He has promised to help us. And so, I want to pray over us again. And I want you to say this with me, it's personal. What Jesus did for me is personal. Let's pray. And I want you to just believe, God, that let's believe together. Just pray this out. Father... I come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for making a way for me to prosper through the blood of your Son, Jesus. I trust you to meet all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And now, Lord, I do pray for everyone and uh, agree with each and everyone here for your provision in their need. There's some here that have greater need of provision tonight than others may. And I pray grace to flow toward those needs. God, we thank you that you are our security. And in the midst of uncertain times, you are our Certainty. We thank you for that. We praise you for your provision in your wonderful name, Jesus. And everybody said? Amen. 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 Very briefly tonight, we're going to look at the final place that Jesus shed his blood, and that was on the cross. The reason I am speaking just kind of, uh, this is to just cap off this series uh, and spending not much time on it is because the first week that I taught two weeks ago, i spent quite a bit of time on this, and if you were not here, I do have lessons one and two that you could get from me following the class, or uh, Cindy will be around too, and Cindy's waving her hand, if you don't know who Cindy is, she's over there, the pretty lady on the fifth (laughs) row back. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Matthew 27, verse 35, says, and they crucified him. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 through 19 says, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors, and the ransom he paid was not mere gold or silver. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. Now, as we close this series, the blood of Jesus is precious and powerful, It is precious because it cleanses us and reconciles us to God when we receive Jesus into our hearts. And I want to repeat what I spoke in the first lesson when I talked about this. None of us should live with a sense of guilt and that sense of separation from God. Jesus paid the price for our forgiveness and cleansing. And every one of us should be able to live our life with a sense of of freedom and a confidence that we can come before God at any time for anything. You know why? Because Jesus shed his blood. And there is power in the blood. Jesus paid too great a price for us to live full of guilt and condemnation. And so all we have to do, if if you are here and have never received Christ as your Savior, you can tonight. Uh, Probably the majority, I'm sure the majority, have at one time. Tonight, all of us can know the freedom of sins forgiven and guilt released from us and shame removed because of the blood of Jesus. Let's pray this together. Jesus, I do not take for granted the shedding of your blood. I thank you for dying on the cross for me. You did it for me. I am forgiven. I am brought close to God the Father because of your blood. It was personal. It was for me, and I praise you for that in your wonderful name, Jesus. Amen. Now, would you just give the Lord a big clap and thank him? We do praise you, and thank you, Jesus, for the power of your blood. Thank you for your forgiveness, releasing. Hallelujah. And so concludes our series on the power of the blood. Uh, We're going to dismiss you. Want to remind you, if you don't have lesson one or two, or you want to get a copy of that for someone, uh, see me or Cindy who's waving again at you very noticeably. Anyway, you know who she is. God bless you. Amen. Good night.